A call to order the Police Judicial and Legal Committee for this Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Hard to get used to um, saying. It's good to see everybody. Um, I was talking to the police chief today. Apparently things went pretty quietly um, over the holidays. And um, yeah, glad, glad to hear that. Um, also, uh, Officer Adam Blankenship continues to improve in his recovery. And, you know, it's it's not a straight line. There's it's a, it's like life. There's zigzagging lines, but he is he is recovering and, and improving. We're glad to hear that. Item number two is approval of the minutes. Do we have a motion yeah, for approval, Mr. Chairman? Second. We have a motion. Second. Any discussion? All in favor, please say aye. 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 All right. The minutes are approved. Public comments. If you have a public comment, please come forward. Name and address, two and a half minutes, please. Good morning, John McFano, 388 Overseer Place. I wanna thank you today for discussing the committee appointments, as many feel that the system could be improved and that the current situation currently, include, incur, currently includes unfounded political associations and unfounded allegations being utilized to prevent members of council from being placed on committees. A council member of 23 years on council has one of the lowest committee assignments and does not know why. A private, a private meeting of three council members and the mayor results in one council member having 11 assignments, one council member increasing by one committee assignment, one council member increasing by two committee assignments, and all four of the participants being the sole members of a committee while other members of council pretty much remain the same. There is a better way, and I ask that you look at other municipalities like the city of Charleston that recently changed to the committees being appointed by council. I'd like to quote the mayor, um, and I'll begin that quote with, faced with a legal situation with no mayor has ever had to have hanging over this council, when this was put on the agenda, there was no executive session item put on there. When it goes on the PJL committee, there will be an executive session so that we can get an update on that. I think that council has a right to know, end quote. I'm surprised to not see an executive session at today's PJL meeting as promised. Why has the mayor not briefed the rest of council on this situation that no mayor has ever had to have? How long has the mayor had this information? How did the mayor obtain this information? And why would the mayor be the only member of council to have this information? The mayor made a threat and used intimidation against another council member to not have the committee assignment discussion at council. And the mayor followed through with that threat as is evident by the statements made at the last council meeting and the Post and Courier article. Regardless of whether I was intimidating, intimidated, it's clear the mayor was threatening me for the purpose of avoiding a public discussion about his committee assignments and improvements to the process, which I think is in the best interest of the town. Although I was not intimidated, others may be. So I think it's important that we bring these issues before the people and not let the mayor use intimidation tactics to avoid transparency. I ask what actions council members plan on taking. Civility does not start with the mayor threatening other council members to prevent open discussions from happening. Thank you. Anyone else for public comment? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Item four is police matters. There are no agenda items for police matters. 
Item five is judicial matters. Uh, no items for um, judicial. Legal matters. Item six, continued discussion and possible action related to proposed hate crime ordinances. Um, we are, um, not that there's any doubts it passed unanimously, but we are following our, our normal way of being very prudent about things, especially something like this that could have far-reaching legal ramifications. Um, a few questions have been asked by council members about some of the aspects of this. I thought it would be a good idea if we just go over it. Sure. And um, and see if there's any way we could tweak it. The, the point is not to do something symbolic. The point is to do something that will stand legal scrutiny. So, Mr. Pagliarini, if you'll yeah. tell us. Thank you, Mayor Haney and members of the committee. Um, just a refresher, and as you recollect, um, there are two parts to the amendments. The first, which is shown on the screen, is the overriding declaration, a, a violation of our criminal code uh, carries with it the enhancement, the, the hate enhancement. Um, it did not appear, Mayor, that there were any comments related to this section at the council meeting. And, and this is, again, the overriding what you generally see uh, in all of our municipalities or the municipalities that have passed this in the state. The second part <clears throat> relates to the handbills. And I believe, excuse me, that's where the discussion um, arose. There were just some questions about that. Um, specifically, there were questions about um, the distribution of the handbills. Um, the, the portion in front of you now uh, provides the, the, the major change, and that is you just can't deposit a handbill on the premises. It has to be handed in person. There was some discussion about whether there could be an exception for political uh, materials and the like. Um, I will say unequivocally, legal's position on that is no. Um, the, the, the case law uh, not only suggests, it is very clear that when you start making exceptions like that, um, it is likely to lead your uh, ordinance to be unconstitutional. Uh, there was also some discussion about, well, uh, if, if you can hand it to a person, could you affix it to a door or the property itself? And that is something that could be done. Um, as a, I won't say an exception, but yet another way to distribute these types of materials while maintaining the ordinance as constitutional. So that is my summary um, of at least what I understood the discussion was. Of course, if there are any other questions, I'm happy to answer them. Ms. Whitley. Um, I like your second suggestion of having it be um, sort of a a, an addition to the ordinance of allowing someone to place something on a, a doorknob. I think um, particularly for political candidates, the door-to-door -door thing is to get to know constituents and citizens, and so you're walking up to the doorframe and doing that, whereas if you are in the dead of night distributing anti-Semitic flyers, you are not going to walk up to the doorframes of a thousand homes and do that as opposed to just tossing something loaded with pellets or who knows what into someone's storefront. So I think it's a it's a good compromise situation that that uh, that permits both commercial and political advertising or to be directly placed on a doorknob. I like that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, that during the last campaign, you know, I purposely went out and knocked on doors. There are times where people weren't there, but they I purposely attached something to their 
uh, doorway. So I like the idea of making that change. And I, I know we would get all kind of grief from um, House members, Senate members, and the like uh, for not allowing that to happen. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm of the same mindset uh, with the political door hangers. You know, we, we don't want to stop anybody who wants to participate in our in our election yeah. system. And, you know, if this is part of it, going knocking on doors and being able to leave a door hanger if somebody's not home. Again, I'm not for throwing it in the driveway or yeah. middle of the night thing. And then, Mr. Pagarini, if we did move forward with this, can it have the same limitations as does our political signs? You're only allowed to put signs out a certain amount of time before an election. So could we not do something similar if if you're running for council, let's say it's time for your seat and your signs go out 60 days, I'm just making it up probably, the, the, the timeline. But could that not be the same with the political door hangers or or type of um, you know literature, because we already have something like that to keep um, the signs from being distributed all over the town so early and left. So just I was curious about that. That's an excellent question, Councilman Ritchie. I'll answer it this way. Uh, my recommendation is no, to, to, to clear, and here's why. Uh, we, we are not creating an, ex an exception. This, if this amendment is adopted to be able to affix to a door the structure, it is not solely for political documents. It is for everything. And that is the basis for maintaining the constitutionality of the ordinance. So I, can we put on there that um, can, can we limit it to daylight hours like we limit other things like noise and I, I, construction is limited? That, is, that will eliminate because I, I had one member of the Jewish community ask me, you're going to tell me that, that it's wrong for them to throw it in my driveway, but it's not wrong for them to approach my house and hang it on my door. I don't think there's going to be any issue with writing in an exception because that is based on health, safety, and welfare and would be justifiable. It ought to be daylight. If we don't do that, I would only be comfortable if it's done during daylight hours so people aren't putting stuff on your door while you're sleeping in the middle of the night. Yes, sir. Um, I have a question there. Given the fact that some of the council members received through the mayor um, information that probably falls under this uh, ordinance that we're looking at, potential ordinance we're looking at, what about the fact that through the mails directly to the premises of a council, of an elected official, let's just put it that way, regarding hate mail. Can, can we do something about that with this potential ordinance or not? This ordinance that you see in front of you, 136.44, directly relates to handbill distribution at inhabited private premises. So understanding the limited scope of that, um, that would be a completely different analysis that legal will certainly review, Mr. Chapman. My initial inclination is that governing what happens through the United States mail system is going to be well outside the scope of the town of Mount Pleasant, but we will certainly review that issue and provide a memo to you all on the findings. Even though it's intimidation. Well, sir, there are 
technically intimidation. Well, and there are federal, federal statutes to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but from a, a legislative standpoint, from the town of Mount Pleasant, it's likely out of our scope. Okay. Okay, so do we have a motion? Yes, sir. The motion would be um, to recommend an amendment uh, to allow a uh, further amendment to allow the uh, handbills to be affixed um, to property um, restricted to daylight hours. So moved. Second. I have a motion and a second. Discussion. Yes, sir. Yes, Judge, um, let's define it fixed. Yes. I'm more concerned about thumb tax being stuck <laughs> the door. I'm just wondering what to do with this. I mean, what's, right. what's, what's a fix? Well, Yes, sir. There'll be there'll be a, a provision in there that can't damage property and the like. Yes, sir. All right. So we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All in favor, please say aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right. So this this proposed amendment will be on the agenda for next Tuesday. Uh, yes, sir. Council will need to uh, vote to approve second reading, and then this amendment will need to be proposed accordingly. Uh, we will have it written. And so, therefore, if counts, if someone, which I presume will, make this amendment, we'll have it printed and ready. Okay. Did we have any concerns on the other aspect of the hate and intimidation, which was the escalator on, on the crimes when a, other crime is committed? We did not. I did not note any discussion at I council, nor have I received any questions about that portion. I haven't heard any. Just yeah. a good time to check. Okay. Does that conclude item six on hate crimes? Um, 6A, 6B, discussion of possible action related to town committee selection process and composition. Um, Mr. Pagliani, would you do one thing for us, please? We, we have heard in comments, and we've even seen in the, in the Post and Courier comments about the form of government that we have. Um, and we have done this. We did this years ago. We had the um, Municipal Association come down and you gave us a briefing on the different forms of government because a lot of times people think because we have a council form of government that the mayor has no authority, doesn't do anything. Will you clear us up on some of these, please? Uh, sure, Mayor. The, there are, our state uh, law allows three forms of government that municipalities may choose. That's the council form of government, that's the council mayor form of government, and it's the council manager form of government. And all of our larger municipalities vary, uh, as you will see coming up in, in, that, uh, in that method. And of course, in each, there are various powers. Of course, in the mayor council form of government, the mayor also has administrative authority. And that is the sole, well, that is the major difference between that form of government and our council form of government. Um, however, um, to your point, mayor, it does not mean the mayor is without authority. Um, however, most of that authority, um, there is an inherent authority. And the reason for that is if there were not inherent authority, we would not have a separate election for mayor. There would be no need for a mayor. So my reading of the state statute is there are inherent uh, powers and authorities for the mayor. Our ordinances further um, describe and provide authority for the mayor, one of which is to select committees. Uh, there are others to serve as chair at our meetings. Um, the mayor has authority to request legal opinions. Um, there are various examples throughout our code that I can uh, uh, provide to you that there are that there are authorities. So I'm not sure if that answers the question, Mayor. Uh, the, the main one is um, 
when, when we hear strong mayor, weak mayor, which is slang. Under strong mayor, the mayor hires staff, directs staff, and presents the budget. Yes, sir. That's the difference. Right. And, and we hear how committees are selected in other municipalities. Well, like Charleston has a strong mayor. Charleston also has council districts. So if we want to make comparisons, we got to compare, you know, their whole government. Uh, Columbia has the council form of government. And by the way, the post and courier used the term strong council. I was a council member. We're not a strong council in the sense that we don't hire and fire staff. We don't direct staff and council doesn't present the budget. That comes through the administrator. We have the council form, but we don't have strong mayor and we, and we don't have strong council. In Columbia, they also have districts. They have the council form of government. Um, they give their mayor staff. I have met with him. I've met his staff, including his security detail. Um, he has staff to, to help him do things the current mayor does. And they pay the mayor twice what Mount Pleasant does. So if we're going to compare governments, you know, they have districts, they have all of these things. We have this the way we have it. I spoke to a council member from the 1980s. Um, it it has, has worked. I just want to I want to point out a, a few things. Um, in the 2017 election, we got three new council members. In the 2019 election, we got four new council members. In the 2021 election, we got two new council members. And in the 2023 election, we got one new council member. So since I have been mayor, we have had 10 new council members. That's more, you know, than all the council uh, when it convenes. And so you have to work with with what you have. You have to work with people coming on. You have to work with unknowns. Um, you have to give the new council members a chance. And, and to quote author Greg uh, McEwen, he says, which problem do you want? Do you want caucusing? Do you want council members to come together and vote and, and, and unseat people? And, and lobby, you know, for something and dividing council or, um, and, and if you had that, how would, what about new members? What about the year we had four new members who had no history with this council? You know, how, how would they have gotten anything, anything done? And um, so, you know, which, which problem do you want? And this has worked since the 1980s and with 10 new council members, um, I've only had one, you know, which you heard earlier, that's that's 10% um, total dissatisfaction rate and making it uh, obviously very personal. And um, I find it interesting, too, that I'm criticized for a perfectly legal lunch with three council members when there is a published picture of seven members of this council having a dinner together. Uh, you know, not, not really a meeting, but seven council members. And one of those attendees told me they were discussing council uh, committees. So, um, you know, not having a quorum and having a quorum is a, is a totally different animal. And um, it, there's a lot of selective criticism here. And, um, you know, the other thing I want to point out is that um, every council member has every power that every council member of every council in this state has. The mayor does not. And it's not about the form of government. And whether you're on a committee or not, as councilman, Chapman pointed out, we don't even have to have committees. That's a choice that we make. A lot of councils don't. They have workshops. They don't, they don't do committee work. And councils don't enact anything. They only recommend. So it's not taking away anybody's vote as a council member by not putting them on the committees that they want. And we win when the people of Mount Pleasant win. And I would say that given 
the uh, lack of rancor and the lack of going till 11 o'clock at night and us getting things done. Look at all of our accomplishments. I know Mount Pleasant Magazine is getting ready to write a year in in review of all the things we did just in the last year. Um, I would say that our committee system is working and it's working well for the people of Mount Pleasant, even if it's not working well for every single individual on this council. Um, the mayor doesn't even get everything in every committee that the mayor wants because it's prescribed by ordinance what the mayor sits on and what the mayor chairs. So um, I just wanted to, you know, to settle, uh, to settle that. I can't imagine. I mean, for instance, I've asked two council members who, who expressed dissatisfaction with my committee selections to show me theirs. Nobody's done it. If you go to count, if you go to caucusing, every council member's got to show every other council member who they think should and should not be on a committee or chairing a committee. So far, that falls on the mayor. This is the fourth time I've done it. Um, I'm, I'm proud of the way I've handled it, and I think the, the thing that really counts is how effective this council y'all have been for the people of Mount Pleasant, and I stand by that. Ms. Chapman, did you have some? Well, first of all, Mayor, um, I probably said too much during the council meeting, uh, our last council meeting, um, and, and it's unfortunate that this has even come up. Um, and I say that because, you know, when I ran for office the first time, the um, mayor had a slate of officers. I wasn't on it. So technically he was campaigning against me running for office. So I didn't expect to get very much going when I first got on council. But the mayor was very uh, polite in the way things went. And I worked to gain confidence, not only of the mayor, but also of all of the other council members. So I think that's the most important thing for me in that you have to gain confidence. You have to work at it. And there are things that, as I said at the last council meeting, you know, my history of working in local government for over 40 years, um, I've learned a few things. Um, but I've learned that you don't always get what you'd like to have, but you will get what you work to be able to provide uh, information on. So I, I just think we need to continue the way we are and move forward. Uh, again, with civility and respect. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. So I, um, I think that there is a uh, a way or a path forward where um, council. There's maybe not a super formal process, but like a process by which every council member has the opportunity to um, submit to the mayor, sort of what they're looking for in committees, where they would like to serve, where their interests lie, and um, so that the mayor has that full spreadsheet of, or if not a spreadsheet, or at least, you know, nine emails or some kind of documentation of those interests. I tend to agree with the mayor in that I worry if it was the full council making the decision that there would be sort of factions and um, trying to put forth because you only need five votes to get something done on council. So five committee, so five members of council could band together and then completely dictate those committees in a way that would divide council. 
Whereas in this situation, we just end up with everyone being mad at the mayor. So, which that, that's where. Not everyone. <laughs> but, but, um, but, you know, but then I think um, as the mayor, one of the, the un, unhappy things of being in the mayor is that often when something happens, it, the buck stops with you, right? Or the, the, that, 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 um, that falls there. So I think, um, but I do think that having a way, because I know it was raised at the last council meeting, for example, a kind of councilman Brownstein tried to meet with you. You both had things come up. It was unable to happen. And so he was unable to sort of put forth what his interests were and those sorts of things. And so I think just having process by which, um, and it could be informal, it could be formal, that committee members or that the council members could submit their interests so that you have a full picture um, in making that decision going forward. Um, and I think it's interesting because I think there's, there's nothing in our ordinances that say that committee distributions have to be equal. Um, and I think I've heard stories of historic, like past councils where some, one member of council got zero committees, no committees. And I, I, I think that's, it's an example of why perhaps we need to make some change, right? To encourage at least to encourage a spread of work just because there's eight of us and we don't want people to be overloaded in, in any sense of the word. Um, I'm, I sit on, I sit on five committees, but one of those five is planning, which I think if, if that was my own only committee, I think that would maybe be enough, you know, uh, cause it's a pretty extensive committee, but, um, not that I'm saying that that's what I want. Um, but I think uh, I think that having a process would be would be an improvement. Okay. Um, if I may? Yes. Um, first and foremost, we need to be serving our citizens. Exactly. I'm gonna put that out there. I said it at council meeting. I'm gonna say it again now. And I was having to deal with this, and we're gonna have to deal with it. Okay. It's been brought up. Is in my opinion, we're taking away from our citizens because now we're gonna focus on this instead of some of the work we need to be doing. But I'm not gonna dismiss. Councilman Akafano either. He brought up a concern, and I'm the type of person that wants to hear everything. I want to hear what are some options. I heard Councilman Whitley talking about, is there a way? Mayor, I've heard you talk about the process, how it is now, sir. And, and you know, and I've served under that when I came on as council. And, and the second time, getting my committee assignments. But, and again, like, like everyone else, I'm, I'm disappointed it became personal. I wish we could have handled it a little differently. But that's ship sail, so now we're going to deal with it. And I guess my question, um, if I may, to Mr. Pagolini, sir, is um, it's by ordinance is how right now the mayor chooses committees, correct, sir? Correct. And that's why it's on the PLJ committee. I, I know this is on HR as well, which normally deals with personnel matters. So um, would, it, would it ultimately be dealt with at PLJ or will it continue on both committees? That's, that's my first question, then I have another one. Sure. Uh, thank you, Councilman Rich. So the way that the discussion went at Council um, was that, at least my understanding, that there was going to be a discussion of both committees. Um, and I believe Mr. Arcafano, or he is the chair of HR, and he's going to discuss it there. What the least legal is presenting to you will be the exact same at both committees. There's no difference. And then... I presume if each committee ultimately has a recommendation, whether that be today or a month from now or, or, or whenever, those can be brought forward to council for further discussion 
uh, there could be agreement or there could be disagreements among those committees. But if you're asking me the, the correct, changes to our ordinances of a legal nature are generally appropriate for PJL. However, our ordinances do not restrict what can go on a particular committee. There is guidance to say that there is more appropriate committees than others. So I, I'm not trying to not answer your question, but it is appropriate to be at, a, at, at two committees at the same time. It is not inappropriate for it to be at HR. And I happen to be on both, I'm sorry. Right. I'll be hearing it from mm -hmm. both yeah. sides. So, um, and I'm not naive enough to not realize that over time that processes can change and be improved, okay? Being in law enforcement, for example, we watched an evolution of how we policed and how change, things changed and we adapted. But it didn't come just by saying, we're going to do this. There, there's review, there's recommendations. So, Ms. Pagarini, if, if, we, if we as a committee wanted some recommendations or some thoughts on what could be, be improved, or maybe nothing at all, maybe we stick with the process that we currently have, would that come from you, sir? Would that, where would that come from? How would that get presented to us if we're looking for some alternatives or some improvements or different processes, if you will? Sir, what, what, I, what we have prepared for you today is emanated from the council dis discussion, what I understood council to have discussed at the December meeting, of which there were two general theories. Of course, committee could ask for more, but that's at least what I understood and will be presenting to you today. Do you have something more to present? Uh, sir, you. just a, a brief overview. Okay. Um, and, and it may answer. Did that answer your question? Okay. May further answer Councilman Ritchie's question. Uh, we do have by ordinance standing committees and the ordinance that he referenced standing committees shall be appointed by the mayor and to your terms and may i ask what year was this enacted uh, this was enacted i believe in 1981. okay thank you the fact that i know that is so it's been concerning. in place for over 40 years <laughs> yes okay. uh, and then vacancies and the like uh, this is what came out of what again i understood to be the discussion at council um, there was a uh, a discussion about a request or priority system. And this is uh, for council members to rank and choose committees. Uh, such it would be utilized by the mayor to select the committees. Miss um, Whitley, I, I don't want to, I believe this is sort of along the lines you may have thought in a pro, and I do know that there was a document handed out or presented at the council meeting as some uh, a methodology to do that uh, in order to move forward with this uh, there would have to be agreement based on what is it that you're providing it could be very simple what committees do you want to be on rank one through uh, whatever what do you believe your interests are and that information would uh, at least in practice provide the mayor with information and uh, and and the ability to hear from all council members during the process as we know um, there just isn't much time between the election and the time that these, um, by, by ordinance, that the decision needs to be made so that you may find that helpful. Uh, the second point of discussion at council was expansion of certain committees 
to committees of the whole. And of course, uh, there would uh, we already have our budget committee of council, which is a committee of the whole, and council could discuss additional committees uh, that would be representative of all council members due to the nature and the importance of that committee. Here are our current standing committees, uh, finance, public services, and uh, uh, mayors, you recollect just a few years ago, we changed uh, some of these uh, minimum of three and a maximum of four uh, to perhaps expand those important committees. And if I may add, of course, council approved that. I believe it was unanimous. Yes, sir. And um, council did that because when you have four members as opposed to three discussing something, you have a much better idea of the will of council, whether it's going to pass or not. Um, when it was just three, especially like on things like planning, um, I think we did. Which ones did we extend for? This one, planning and finance, I know. Uh, public services, uh, health, yeah. recreation and events, uh, fire, and uh, yeah, PJL stayed the same. HR was changed and bids and purchases. You'll see budget here at the top has always been. And it also made members. it easier to get everybody on the committee. Right. And then water supply. And then uh, transportation was also um, added, uh, an added member. So a majority of the committees were, uh, were, were provided the flexibility to expand. So these last few pages are our standing committees. Those are by ordinance. And just as a general history, we, we have added standing committees from time to time. Uh, flood resilience, for example, uh, was added just a few years ago. Uh, as a standing committee, and that is that. So those are the committees. Appointments by other municipalities. Uh, this at least is a, excuse me, a one-page summary of the other, what we consider larger municipalities in the state. Uh, we have identified the form of government. So mayor, council, mayor, council, uh, council manager, council manager, and council, um, all of those uh, have different ways of assigning and you will you would taking a look throughout the state many of the smaller municipalities um, to your point mayor don't even have committees they don't use that structure and uh, you will see that uh, that there are some where for example town of Somerville the finance committee is committee as a whole and um, they have a minimum requirement uh, Greenville um, um, it, it really is is no specific other than uh, what we have. The mayor is responsible, and uh, you'll see Columbia has some some rankings, seniority rankings, and uh, city of North Charleston. Um, that is a mayor council where the mayor determines the size and assignments to council as well as the city of Charleston, and that is a recommendation system where the uh, recommendation is voted on by council. Again, that is a mayor council form of government, not a council form of government. So we have hopefully provided at least the, the many options. Everyone does it differently, I presume, because it works for them. Um, but the, the two major elements that were discussed at council, uh, both a uh, the provision, a request priority system, and or an expansion of certain committees to committees of a whole where the issues discussed. And certainly if you have 
other thoughts or ideas, we would be glad to uh, provide some background. That's all I have, man. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I just personally am not supportive of increasing committees of the whole because I think that defeats the purpose of committees. I think having a budget committee of the whole makes sense. Um, but I think expanding it beyond that to other committees, um, just why why have committees? We, you know. So and I think it's good to divide up the work among among different members of council. Any other comments? No, sir. All right. Um, so thank you. I appreciate the presentation. Oh, sorry. Yes. I have one one yes. more question. Um, I just wanted to address the uh, something in public comment. Why why isn't there an executive session on this? I discussed it with our ma'am. I can answer that oh, sure. question. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Um, without without disclosing, sure. there is a uh, a legal opinion on that issue, or at least in discussing it with the mayor as the chair, for legal reasons, I believe it was inappropriate to discuss that executive session, so that decision was legal. Gotcha. Thank you so much. All right. Any others? All right. That concludes item 6B. Item 7 is to adjourn. This committee stands adjourned. Oh, that's okay.